The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advice offered through Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio Show. Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management has offices in Bend, Eugene, and John Day, serving clients from all over the Northwest. Give us a call today for your free retirement review. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on Financial Focus Radio. My name is Tyler Simonis. That guy over there, he's Josh Vanelli. And we are partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management here in the wonderfully beautiful Pacific Northwest. Hopefully you are enjoying your Father's Day weekend. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Uh, we don't, we, I was over, over, uh, over, uh, sorry, not vacation, over the graduation weekend where my son graduated, uh, one of his buddies, Kemper True. You know, they had this big video screen on, videoing the kids walking across the stage. And on his, phones, he, he, on his phone, he put, thanks, Mom, and put it up to the screen. And his dad was a little butthurt by that. And so we were realizing that maybe the dads don't get enough credit. So this weekend is all about dads getting credit for doing something good, hopefully. <laughs> uh, I think the only reason my kid graduated is because my wife. But he's cool because of me. <laughs> Uh, so th this is interesting. This comes um, uh, from uh, – where does this come from? Brands with the highest reputation in the U.S. So these are companies with the highest uh, reputation in the United States among consumers. You're, this, you're not going to – you'll never believe that's number one. And when you, I tell you, you'll, you'll believe it. But what do you think the number one brand, consumer brand here in the United States is? Nike. Patagonia. Really? Yeah, that's to me because it's like such an aspirational brand, but I guess it's made its way more mainstream. So Patagonia is number one, Costco's two, John Deere's three, Trader Joe's was four. That one surprised me. Chick Fil A five, Toyota six, uh, Samsung seven, which was weird to me. Amazon eight. What was weird to me is that Samsung was above Apple. Doesn't that seem weird? Apple was ten on the list. That really surprised me. It's weird. Me. There's there's uh, lots of you know Sony's on there, Honda, Toyota, so lots of Japanese companies. From on a there. quality standpoint, I mean they all most of those Japanese companies enjoy really high quality reputation. Yeah, it's just it's a, it's very interesting to me that Patagonia was number one on the list, and it surveyed a lot of American consumers. Um, so we all know that interest-only loans uh, have been a fabric of, of the residential real estate market, but they're also, uh, re they've been really popular in the commercial real estate market. Um, in 2010, only 17% of, com of commercial mortgage-backed securities uh, were interest-only. So 17% of those loans were interest-only in, in 2010. Uh, in 2021, that had grown to almost 90% of the loans uh, in the commercial real estate. So when you think about that, in the next th over the next three years, $1.5 in commercial real estate loans are coming due. Um, and obviously, when you think about that, uh, the interest to going from interest only where there was three percent or whatever to seven north of seven percent uh, the math just doesn't work anymore and so we're going to see real meaningful pain in the commercial real estate market i mean when you look at the big west coast cities los angeles nobody wants to work downtown anymore san francisco is falling apart i mean they, the biggest westfield galleria mall in san francisco just stopped payment uh hilton just picked up stakes, stopped paying their loans in San Francisco. I mean, downtown Portland, um, you know, good luck. It's like, I mean, that place is like uh, Mad Max and Thunderdome, downtown <laughs> Portland. And so, um, you know, it's these big cities have some challenges ahead, and, and it's going to get worse over the next three years as these commercial real estate loans come due because um, – you know, they were most of them, a lot of them were interest only. Uh, and obviously, we know the interest rate environment has changed. And commercial real estate loans, by the way, the rates are higher on a commercial real estate loan than it is on a residential loan. So when you think about residential loan mortgages right now being 6%, north of 6%, that means the commercial loans are going to be higher. And 
getting being able to refinance these, especially with vacancy rates, it, it, the math is really ugly, and I, I don't know how this is going to work out. I, I will say that if you have somebody that has a bunch of cash, you can probably get some screaming deals in some of these big cities in the coming But all year. of the investment assumptions in commercial real estate, especially like office property, if it's not class A, are like completely and fundamentally upended. Yeah, because we're all going to stay at home and be so productive. Yeah. <laughs> well, but I mean, don't no, you? No, I agree with don't you. Don't you see that being I, a I, dilemma? I, I, I wouldn't want to own a commercial building in one of these West Coast cities. You couldn't pay, you know, you, if you gave it to me for free, I don't know that I'd take it. I, well, the carrying costs have got to be absurd. It's yeah. It's not, not the the home run it appeared to be five years ago. So Josh and I see a lot of portfolio mistakes, not just from an investment perspective, but like how people... Uh, like, you know, structure their money, where they keep it, those kind of things. And so I thought we'd go through some of these real quick. Um, and the first one is portfolio sprawl. So, like, we somebody will come into our office and they'll have their money at one place, like a Schwab or TD or whatever. They might have it, uh, Morgan Stanley, wherever they might have it, JP Morgan. Um, but they'll have it'll be a husband and wife and they'll have something like 15 or 20 accounts. And we say to ourselves, like, can you explain to us why you have 15 accounts? Why you have each of you have four different IRA traditional IRAs? Why why you have uh, three trust accounts? Why you have you know? So we, we we see this all the time, where we think of it as like sprawl among and and you know the person will never say like I remember a kind of, but I don't really know why I have 15 or 18 accounts and. You know, we, Josh and I sort of asking a load of question. We know why that's happening, but that's never, that's never necessary. The only reason these firms do it, like Morgan Stanley, is they are outsourcing your money management, right, to a third-party money manager, um, and so they need to do open a separate account for you, and all of that's BS. Like, that's just a waste of your time, a waste of your money. It, you know, they're going to sell you on this strategy. That's all just nonsense, and so you, you don't need to have all of these accounts. You can consolidate most of the accounts um, into a much smaller amount of accounts because you don't need a different account for a different strategy. Once you start to hear noise like that, you need to grab your wallet and run because your advisor is a doofus and doesn't know what they're talking about. <laughs> is, is there a better word? Should I use a better word? No, it makes sense. Um, uh, so w we often see too um, portfolios that you think they're diversified, meaning they have like you know, American Century large cap growth fund, and they'll have growth fund of America, and then they'll have the S&P 500 index fund in there. And you're like, you understand that all three of these funds have Apple in the same proportion, give or take 1%, right? Like you, you have the same exact mutual fund three different ways or four different ways. And so um, there's so much redundancy we see in portfolios. It's unbelievable. Whether it's, you know, people saying like, I, you know, in, inside of my IRA here, I have mutual funds and I have ETFs over here. And you're like, what? you understand both of those those two things, they own the same securities. Um, oftentimes people will have um, securities, we'll see that, uh, you know, they're like, I'm going to wait till I get, I get back to what, what I paid for it. Or they might have a junk mutual fund in there, a junk ETF that um, they just haven't cleaned up for whatever reason. You need to be going through your account and saying, why do I own these things? And, and you know, if you have, a, like my dad used to say, oh, uh, he owned like Freeport Mac or something, and he'd be like, oh, I'm just going to wait to where I get back. You know, Jim Cramer said it's great. I'm going to wait to get back to where I paid for it. And it's like, is that, do you really think that that's a smart way to go about doing it or selling it and buying something that has a better potential to go up? That's how you have to be thinking about these things. So go through your portfolio, and your advisor should be going through your portfolio and cleaning up the junk. Like we see accounts where Clearly, an advisor hasn't done anything in years. They just sort of left it, and it's full of junk. So you need to be cleaning up your sort of uh, junky investments, investments that um, you have in there, thinking it's, you're waiting till you get back what you paid for. That's just a ridiculous investment theory. Um, your asset allocation is not informed by your plan. So, like... Your life circumstances dictate how your money is managed, right? So not the market, but Josh's situation dictates how his money is managed. And so his asset allocation should be indicative of where he is in his life and what the money he, he has, what it's needed for. So like his asset allocation for his kids' college savings plan is going to be different than his retirement money. Uh, and so your asset allocation should be dictated by your plan, right? And then oftentimes... Uh, we're not seeing that. And then get your asset allocation right. We see suboptimum uh, asset allocation all the time. And like we see the worst asset super, allocation. Super aggressive accounts that are 
that are uh, taxable that they're going to be drawing on first and then uh, really conservative Roth accounts. I mean, it's people are asleep at the wheel and most people don't really pay attention. They just look at that one big pie chart at the beginning of their statement. And it's specific to each account is what's important. And what's clear to Josh and I is too many of you are too much trust in advisors that don't know what they're doing. They might be a nice man or woman. They just don't know what they're doing and it's your money. So you need to take control. All right, if you'd like to be part of the program, you have a question or a comment for us, call us, 877-670-7117, or you can send us an email by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, we're going to talk about backdoor Roths and back and Roth conversions, so stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review, 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. a hundred years ago, Ben started up as a lumber town with mostly small wooden homes built to shelter the mill workers. Today, it's a bustling city of startups and established businesses with a tremendous variety of homes built to enjoy the outdoor lifestyle. For more than a half of that century, Duke Warner Realty has been here to help people buy and sell those homes. Family owned and operated since 1967, Duke Warner has a team of brokers who know the community and the market inside out. With many decades of expertise in the Central Oregon area. We're your friends and neighbors who believe that combining old fashioned hard work with the newest technologies gives you the competitive edge. We'll walk you through the listings, the comps, the offers, the counter offers, the inspections, the escrow, the closing. We'll even walk you through the walkthrough until finally the celebration. So if you're ready to move now or anytime in the next hundred years, contact Duke Warner Realty because when it comes to real estate, you can't fake experience. For most kids, summer is the best. But for others, summer is tough because they're hungry. In Deschutes County, thousands of kids qualified for the free and reduced school lunch program. For many, it's their only meal of the day. But when school's out, getting kids their lunch becomes a challenge. No child in our community should go hungry, ever. But you can help, and it's inexpensive. Join the Ben Food Project. When you go to the grocery store, place one extra non-perishable food item in your cart. Just one. Healthy, nutritious things like pasta, tuna, cereal, or peanut butter. When you put the groceries away, put that one item in the green Ben Food Project bag we'll provide you. Every two months, we'll come pick it up. The process is easy, painless, and inexpensive, yet enormously rewarding. Can you help with the can a week? Get your green bag at BenFoodProject.com. BenFoodProject.com. It's almost time for Subaru of Ben's 4th of July extravaganza from a top pilot view. For the past many years, Gary Madison of Sure Shop Blasting and Fireworks wowed us with beautiful patriotic displays. Sadly, Gary has passed away, but his sons have taken over the business and will continue on with his legacy to keep this colorful tradition going. Subaru of Bend has again joined forces with partners Hooker Creek, TDS, Hayden Homes, and Empire Construction and Development with the biggest, baddest firework display Central Oregon has ever seen. Safely gather with your friends and family this 4th of July, celebrate America, and help honor Gary Madison. Subaru of Bend's firework extravaganza, made possible by the generosity of Hooker Creek, TDS, Hayden Homes, and Empire Construction and Development with special thanks to Trident Security and Sure Shop Blasting and Fireworks. Financial Focus Radio Show is online all the time via iTunes, Spotify, and Spreaker. Catch past shows online or by finding us on iTunes. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to take one of us up on a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. 
uh, your portfolio, your asset allocation, your estate plan, whatever you want to talk about is fair game. Uh, so if you want to get one of those appointments scheduled, call the office. The number here is 800-743-0988. Or you can always send us an email, which is what most people do by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Uh, send us an email. Just let us know you'd like a free retirement review. So one of the jobs of this radio show and what we were reminding you all the time and reminding our client base all the time is you need to train your brain as it relates to investing uh, to handle the uncertainty that the market's always going to dish out, whether it be from what's going on geopolitically or the money, monetary policy, whatever it might be, the election, whatever it might be, you have to train your brain to handle the uncertainty that goes along with the market. And and one of the things uh, that's so true um, is Amer- human beings hate uncertainty. It's really stressful for us. Most humans would prefer physical pain than the stress that goes along with uncertainty. And it's like, you know, you can go look through all the the people that have done studies on that and it's it's clear that people would be able to can tolerate physical pain much easier than they can deal with uncertainty. And so when you think about, you know, all the things that happen over your investing lifetime, elections, inflation, you know, job cuts, uh, the climate emergency, civil unrest, whatever it might be, rising rates, all those things put pressure on markets in the short term uh, and give you this tremendous feeling of uncertainty. You know, I think about over the last few, since the financial crisis, I feel like most people are really uncertain about what the future holds. And that um, creates some less than ideal uh, decisions that are, 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 you know, that people are making. The one of the, the most important things that I would say, because with the advent of social media and these cable news channels, whether it's on the left or the right, is we now have doomsday narratives. And that's the one thing that you have to avoid. The one commonality that Josh and I could both say is that when we get the phone call, when we're experiencing market volatility, whether it be somebody who's politically leaning on the right or the left, it always we can always hear in their voice this fear and it's not coming from themselves it's coming from something they read or heard either in social media or on television that has convinced them that this time it's different and they need to do something and it's this doomsday narrative because she got elected or he got elected and this time it's going to be different and so you have to avoid those doomsday scenarios and, and narratives. Uh, the, the comment I'll give you is that the world we live in today, if we had three news channels in the city of Bend and two of the weather forecasters said we're going to get two inches of snow and the third one said we're going to get 14 inches of snow, everybody would talk about the person that says we're going to get 14 inches of snow when the reality is we're only going to get two. So beware of those those doomsday narratives on both sides. Uh, and the way you deal with uncertainty is through broad diversification. That's the, that's the hedge and sort of the only free lunch in the investment world is diversification. True diversification can help you deal with uncertainty. Okay, let's talk about a revocable living trust. What is a revocable living trust? Should you be setting one up? Um, so First, the important thing is people get freaked out about revocable living trust or trust in general because they think they can't change their mind. But it's just like it says is that you can change your your mind. A revocable living trust is a trust document created by you, the individual, that can be changed over time. Once It's not a set in stone kind of deal. Um, most of the time, revocable living trusts are used to avoid probate and protect the privacy of the trust owner and the, the trust beneficiaries. Uh, as well as to try to have some control over the estate tax, um, they do. Um, they do obviously have some limitations. They're they're more expensive than you know a, a, a simple will, um, and they lack some of the. There are some benefits to an evoc- irrevocable living trust, um, but you know we're not big proponents of irrevocable living trust in most cases. Uh, some very specific reasons you could have some. Um, they they differ revocable living trusts differ from a irrevocable in that the grantor the person who sets it up uh, still retains ownership of the assets and can more easily change the beneficiary so you the grantor that sets it up you're putting all of your non retirement assets into this revocable living trust but you can change your mind you can put put things in take them out you know you can put your house and take it out you can put your investment accounts and take them out that's the revocable part right that's the revocability you can change beneficiaries so it's not like you have to set a beneficiary and not change it you know if 
if little Johnny uh, starts to get fresh with you, you can bounce him off the <laughs> beneficiary list. But of just Google going through the big main benefits, the first, obviously, with property, real property, you avoid probate, and that's the big issue there. Uh, if you're incapacitated, you can avoid a conservatorship. Uh, Tyler already s- sort of spoke to the flexibility, but if you're concerned about the privacy of your estate, uh, it's taken care of, you know, you're, the, it's not made public, so there's no not that notice that you see in the paper. And another big advantage, of course, is uh, the assets are available immediately after death. Uh, so that's, can, you know, for liquidity well, purposes. immediately is not always necessarily <laughs> true. But. There's not, and a big, big caveat here that I think is a misnomer out there, there's no tax benefits from having one. Uh, of course, your revocable trust could create a disclaimer trust uh, or your will could create one alternatively, but uh, there is not a tax vin- advantage in and of itself uh, for... Well, you own it, but like the, but most people, a lot of people will set it up to, to, to mitigate or to deal with having to pay the estate tax. Like, so in my case, uh, you know, my wife, in what you were just describing, in, in my situation, if I were to die tomorrow, get hit by the proverbial bus, she could disclaim as part of the trust a, a bunch of our assets into a disclaimer trust or a family trust where she could avoid some of the estate tax issues that I would have uh, based on the ridiculous amount of life insurance that I have. So there, there is some tax advantages. It just doesn't happen while the trust is in existence in its current form. So when you set it up, there's no like, you know, when you make a contribution to a traditional IRA, you get a tax benefit by reducing your taxable income. That doesn't happen with the trust. What you're trying to do is create some controls, uh, or, you know, and essentially what happens is because you're moving everything into the trust, you're broke. So when you die, the reason nothing gets probated is because every, your trust owns everything and you don't own anything other than your retirement accounts. That's what, And retirement accounts don't get probated. So that's why there's no probate. The, everything is owned by your trust. The big issue here that we see so often, and it sounds silly, is don't forget to retitle things. And I've seen an in- instance of this in the last three months already where, you know, they created their revocable living trust. Uh, they had an existing joint. TOD account, transfer on death account. They never actually, we never retitled their joint TOD into the trust. And they because thought, they didn't tell us about yeah, it. Yeah, because they didn't tell us about it. And so uh, do not forget to retitle stuff. You want to do that with any kind of real property or. Uh, yeah, so most people think, you know, the attorney set, makes the trust, draws the trust up, and they think, okay, well, now my attorney's going to put everything in the trust, but that needs to go in there. But the attorney can't, right? You're the owner of it, so you need to be the grantor. You're granting the assets that you're going to put in the trust. So whether it's, if it's your house, your investment accounts, anything that you want to be putting in the trust, you're the person that has to now retitle those in the name of the trust. Otherwise, you spent the two or 3000 bucks to set up the trust for no reason because nothing's actually in the trust. So that's a big one. Um, so anyways, revocable living trust is an option. You know, I think maybe they're over-prescribed for people. I see people that have them that maybe don't need them, but they might have it for a specific reason that is related to them, meaning the privacy or whatever it might be. So it's something to consider. A lot of things can also be accomplished with a will. The one thing that we'll both agree on, everybody needs an estate plan, whether it be a simple will or some version of a trust. All right, if you want to sign up for our e-newsletter, Josh and I do one in the middle and end of every month, go to our website, uh, uh, northwestquadrantwealth.com, send us an email, say, I'd like to be added to your e-newsletter list. Stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on YouTube or northwestquadrantwealth.com.
Have you ever wondered about the difference between top brands like Tempur-Pedic, Stearns & Foster, and the number one ranked Sealy Hybrid Mattress? Would you like to compare the sleep benefits of those top brands to all natural mattress options like Posh & Lavish or even Organic Latex and Two-Sided Mattresses? The sleep experts at Cascade Mattress & Bedroom Furniture have decades of experience in helping people sleep well. Their experience will help guide you through the maze of mattress styles, comfort, and support. Now available in town or online. In about an hour, Cascade Mattress takes the time to help you narrow it down to the best options within your budget. Find locally owned and operated Cascade Mattress and Bedroom Furniture in the Bin Factory stores right next to Nike and Columbia. Everyday value warehouse prices, Cascade Mattress. Online at CascadeMattress.com or call 541-678-REST. We love it here and we think you will too. Welcome to Alpine Meadows. Beautifully kept landscaping, Alpine Meadows has one-bedroom apartments and two- and three-bedroom townhomes that include washer and dryer, beautiful decks, patios, and designer kitchens. Alpine Meadows is conveniently located next to the Dallas, California Highway and minutes away from Orchard Park's nature trails, a place proud to call home. Google Alpine Meadows townhomes, professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. You enjoy the quiet life, but... You like being close to the action. Living that fits you is at Mountain Glen Apartments, located five minutes away from the Bend River Promenade and downtown area. Mountain Glen's units feature designer oak cabinets, and their two- and three-bedroom units come with washer and dryer hookups. Relax with mountain views from your patio or deck. Mountain Glen Apartments Bend, corner of Butler Market and Boyd Acres Road. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. For most kids, summer is the best. But for others, summer is tough because they're hungry. In Deschutes County, thousands of kids qualified for the free and reduced school lunch program. For many, it's their only meal of the day. But when school's out, getting kids their lunch becomes a challenge. No child in our community should go hungry, ever. But you can help, and it's inexpensive. Join the Ben Food Project. When you go to the grocery store, place one extra non-perishable food item in your cart. Just one. Healthy, nutritious things like pasta, tuna, cereal, or peanut butter. When you put the groceries away, put that one item in the green Ben Food Project bag we'll provide you. Every two months, we'll come pick it up. The process is easy, painless, and inexpensive, yet enormously rewarding. Can you help with the can a week? Get your green bag at benfoodproject.com. BenFoodProject.com. I always wanted to learn Spanish, but I never thought I'd have the time. Then I discovered Babbel. Babbel's lessons are fun. They only take like 10 or 15 minutes, and in three weeks, presto, you're starting to speak another language, like magic. I love that Babbel's lessons aren't just robots talking. They're voiced by native speakers, so you get the pronunciation just right. And they're designed by real language teachers, so you learn how to have real-world conversations, things you'll actually use. It's incredible. After using Babbel, I'm ready to start having real conversations in French. There's all kinds of ways to learn. Use Babbel's podcasts or games or videos. You can even join live classes with a language teacher. If you want to learn a language, there's no faster, easier, better way than Babbel. 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 Évidemment. Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. The mission is clear. Give honest, transparent analysis and actionable advice every week. Make sure to connect with us on YouTube and get our twice-monthly e-newsletter. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on Financial Focus Radio. My name is Tyler Simonis. That guy over there, he is Josh Finelli, and we're partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management here in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. We appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us. So... Growth investors uh, can be a lazy bunch, uh, and they're and they are, historically, when you look at growth investors, especially uh, in times of tremendous froth, like we saw after COVID and we saw in the late '90s, um, they invest based on a story, right? They're not based. They're not investing on fundamentals. 
they're be- investing on a story, and you know the problem with the story is the story can change dramatically, and they don't care about valuation. All they care about is the story, uh, and often the narrative differs substantially from the underlying business reality. So you think about, um, you know, the story that a lot of these businesses are telling and are, the blogs are telling online versus the underlying fundamental of what's actually happening in the business. And, you know, it's, it's really crazy to look throughout history and realize that, you know, so many people uh, have historically mistaken a bull market for genius on their part. Um, when you're evaluating a new and com- complex technology and business on which they're based as investors, we must be humble. You are not an expert. It's so funny. Um, you know, when, when Josh and I were talking uh, after COVID to people that were buying these high-flying technology stocks in these prospect meetings, prospective client meetings that we were having, um, you know, they, they were telling us about, we, we'd, you know, they own lots of individual stocks. And we'd say, well, that, you know, over time, that's not necessarily going to work out very well for you. And they were telling us how they were crazy and that they were experts on the technology that these companies, uh, or, or they didn't even know any of it. But um, they weren't experts. Of course, they're not experts. They're investing based on a story. And they needed uh, a lot of things to line up perfectly in order uh, for that story to work out. Um, but believing that you have developed some expertise on on this these whatever you're investing in is a really dangerous thing uh and it can also give you this sort of misplaced uh perception of conviction on knowing that you're going to be right about that investment so i i would just say so many of you out there uh invest based on a story instead of reality and predictability which over time the greatest investors that's how they've achieved success not you know uh, the story of Tesla becoming the next Amazon. That's you know, that could happen, but you know I, I just think it's a very R- dangerous Rivian, path. Rivian was going to become the next Tesla. Remember? Yeah. Well, and the other interesting thing I would note is uh, the rise of the obscure acronym. You know, when in 2021, uh, especially near the end of 2021, all of these acronyms like you know revenue per user or total addressable uh, market team. yeah annualized yeah. Uh, recurring run rate uh annual recurring revenue arr like the total adjustable market tam like tyler mentioned all and you know the, nobody the, used the, poop, the poo-pooing of traditional fun of traditional fundamental valuation metrics uh sort of reached its crescendo there and you know all of these other acronyms don't matter if you're not making fcf i.e free cash flow well and nobody made that <laughs> nobody talked about those uh, those terms when they were talking about Procter and Gamble or Johnson and Johnson. Totally, yeah. It's and uh, of course, all of a sudden, uh, the fundamentals matter again, and it happens so quickly. And uh, now the regime is totally changed. All right, let's talk. Let's take some emails. We got an email from Joe M. in Redmond. Joe, you know who you are. Uh, Joe says, "Next year I turn seventy and will file for Social Security. Congratulations, Joe. We think more people should be doing that." I was under the impression that. Then, then my 67-year-old wife would be able to collect a spousal benefit and then three years later switch to her own benefit. My financial advisor says I am mistaken. Who is correct? Joe, your financial advisor is correct. Uh, it used to be prior to 2020, 2015, so there was something called the Bipartisan Budget Act of 2015 that changed, uh, you know, used to be able to uh, – file uh, under a spousal benefit and then um, take that spousal benefit. And then when you got to, to your full or whatever retirement age you wanted to take it, you could then take yours. Um, and so one, uh, one, you know, once upon a time that, that was true um, to the larger benefit base. But now uh, when you file, that's the one you're stuck with. So uh, if your wife files next year after you've claimed benefits, she applying in the eyes of social security program for both the spousal benefit and the benefit based on her earnings history, her payout will be the larger of the two. So, you know, assuming her, her, you know, she, they're going to go, she's going to go in and file and they're going to say, okay, your spousal benefit is X, your earnings based benefit is this, they're going to give her the higher of the two, and she's not going to be able to switch in the future. So if she wants to maximize Joe, if she wants to maximize hers like you did, she's going to have to wait to 70, assuming that her benefit is based on hers and not on yours. But that's a good question. Joe, it used to be uh, – you used to be able to do it the way that, she, that you're describing it. Uh, in 2015, they changed all that. All right, we got an email from uh, JB here in Ben. Uh, JB says – 
I will be trying a high-deductible health insurance plan and an HSA for the first time. Congratulations. Uh, what do we invest the funds in that is productive but liquid enough to allow us to take the money out if needed? I would like to use my savings and defer the HSA money for the future, but you never know what will happen in the present. Um, so, JB, that's a good lesson in asset allocation. Uh, so, I, I, so real quickly, I'll explain what JB's talking about. Uh, a health savings account, HSA for short, um, can only be set up if you have a high deductible health insurance plan. Um, and, you know, probably most small businesses have high deductible plans, but you have to check. So you have to just call your HR or maybe you already know. Do you have a high deductible health insurance plan? Uh, and if you do, you can have an HSA attached to that. And so what you can do is uh, they just increased the rules in 2023. You can contribute $7,750 for a family to your HSA on an annual basis and $3,800 for an individual to your HSA. Um, and most people just put that money in the bank. And they spend it when their health care costs come up. And if, you know, if they don't have health care costs that they need to spend it on, it goes rolls over to the next year. The way that I do it uh, is that I contribute the max amount. I just did contributed the max amount last week. And then I invest it in the market exactly the same way I have invested the rest of my retirement assets in the same exact exchange-traded funds. I use a company called Lively, which the custodian for Lively is TD Ameritrade. Uh, I, I own the same exact ETFs that I own in my rest of my portfolio, um, and I don't use any of it. I just pay all my medical expenses out of pocket, uh, and I want my HSA to grow so that when I get to retirement age, I have wh what I think of as a Roth IRA because as long as I spend that money out of the HSA for medical-related things, including premiums, that money comes out tax-free. So it is the only triple tax benefit plan out there in that you get the tax deduction when you make the contribution, it grows tax-free, and when you take it out, it comes out tax-free. Uh, it's even better than the Roth. Think about the Roth, but with a deduction on the front end. Uh, I don't qualify for the Roth because my income's too high, and so it's my only option. Um, and, you know, I'm going to need money for health care expenses. Why not have that there? Now, in your case, JB, what you should be doing is saying, okay, I'm going to invest half of my contribution in a market so I can use it way out in the future. And maybe the rest of it I put into short-term bonds or some stable, uh, value. stable yeah. value, something that's very safe so that if you do need to use that money. And JB, over time, what will happen is this, the, the part that you invest will keep growing and growing and growing. And, and the good news is you'll keep having to put money in the um, sort of safe bucket in case you need it that year. But over time, uh, you'll realize that your portfolio that's been invested is going to be growing quite a bit more, and you'll have this uh, great place you can go access funds when you get to retirement age and take that money out tax-free. So you can pay your Medicare uh, supplement premiums with that money, and it comes out tax-free. You can pay your prescriptions. Uh, you know, all the stuff that isn't covered by insurance. And, you know, the, they say the average person in today's dollars spends about 250000 to 300000 in health care costs. Uh, and so wouldn't that be great if you could take that, uh, have the market do a bunch of the work for you by using HSA. So, JB, that's the way I would think about it is uh, think about it as, you know, you're hopefully going to build up this big pile of money because you're going to invest it. Don't be like most people. 91% of people that have an HSA don't invest the money. Don't be, be in the 8% or 9% of people that actually invest the money uh, and build a good low-cost asset allocation. And you'll be really surprised when you get to actually needing that money when you're 65. You'll have this big pile of money uh, that uh, will be very advantageous from a tax perspective as well. All right, if you'd like to be part of the show, you have a question or comment, call us, 877-670-7117. Or you can always send us an email by going to our website, Northwest Quadrant Wealth. Stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988.
For most kids, summer is the best. But for others, summer is tough because they're hungry. In Deschutes County, thousands of kids qualified for the free and reduced school lunch program. For many, it's their only meal of the day. But when school's out, getting kids their lunch becomes a challenge. No child in our community should go hungry, ever. But you can help, and it's inexpensive. Join the Ben Food Project. When you go to the grocery store, place one extra non-perishable food item in your cart. Just one. Healthy, nutritious things like pasta, tuna, cereal, or peanut butter. When you put the groceries away, put that one item in the green Ben Food Project bag we'll provide you. Every two months, we'll come pick it up. The process is easy, painless, and inexpensive, yet enormously rewarding. Can you help with the can a week? Get your green bag at BenFoodProject.com. BenFoodProject.com. The First Coastal opened its doors 60 years ago. We're celebrating with big savings and even bigger prizes. Coastal Farm and Ranch, we're just what the country needs. Coastal is celebrating 60 years, and we have you to thank for it. Stop by today for everything your country needs, including some huge 60th anniversary prizes in the truck, trail, and travel sweepstakes. One lucky Coastal customer will win a 2023 Ford F-150 Super Crew truck. We're also giving away a Honda Rancher ATV. Plus, one shopper from each store will win a trip for two to Las Vegas for the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo. No purchase necessary. See prize rules online. Stop by, scan the QR code, or enter online today at CoastalCountry.com. Coastal Farm and Ranch, we're just what the country needs. Serving Central Oregon from Highway 97 in Redmond. I always wanted to learn Spanish, but I never thought I'd have the time. Then I discovered Babbel. Babbel's lessons are fun. They only take like 10 or 15 minutes, and in three weeks, presto, you're starting to speak another language, like magic. I love that Babbel's lessons aren't just robots talking. They're voiced by native speakers, so you get the pronunciation just right. And they're designed by real language teachers, so you learn how to have real-world conversations, things you'll actually use. It's incredible. After using Babbel, I'm ready to start having real conversations in French. There's all kinds of ways to learn. Use Babbel's podcasts or games or videos. You can even join live classes with a language teacher. If you want to learn a language, there's no faster, easier, better way than Babbel. 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 Evidemment. Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. The 17th Annual Subaru of Ben Ghost Tree Invitational returns August 18th and 19th to Proghorn Club at Juniper Preserve. Reserve your foursome and dinner tickets featuring cuisine from up to 15 local chefs, Napa, Portland, and Northern California. Enjoy winery, spirits, and dancing as Patrick Sieben is back to play all your favorites. Visit GhostTreeInvitational.com. Sponsored by Pacific Source Health Plans, Fever Coach Sales, Good Life Brewing, Brightwood Corporation, The Center Foundation, Southern Glazers, Smarts, Cisco, and Combined communications get your free retirement review meet with a northwest quadrant investment advisor today for free it's our offer to you as a listener to the show call us today to schedule your portfolio review 800-743-0988 Again, 800-743-0988. Welcome back. If you want to take one of us up on that free retirement view, we'll give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. So call our office here to get it scheduled, or you can send us an email. Uh, go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com, if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets. So Josh did a, uh, took a picture, I guess, with your phone um, and on of your television, you, and you looked at... The returns of the S&P 500 uh, from 1926 to the end of 2022, and the S&P 500 returned 10.2% per year over that period, which is where why most people talk about uh, the you know the market returns 10%. Market the S&P is a pretty good proxy for the market, or the best one that exists at least. Um, and so when you look at the returns at 10.2%, uh, the funny thing is the breakdown of those returns is 39% came. Uh, from dividends. From dividends. So 
you know, the dividend that the, the companies in the S&P paid, and 61% come, came from total return or the price appreciation of the market. And so what, what's funny about that, so let's just call it 60% price appreciation, 40% dividends, is that, you know, when we do e-news, e we talk about when the market's down, one of the benefits is that when your portfolio's dividends are paying, you're buying more shares, that money's getting reinvested, so that inevitably the next bull market starts, you own a bunch more shares. So it sort of supercharges your returns. But you know, for a long time, these so-called go-go growth investors ignored companies that pay dividends, ignored them at all. And we're not the people that say go and maximize, go buy stocks or, or companies or investments that maximize a dividend. Um, we're okay with most business, good businesses pay sort of a, what we'd consider a healthy dividend and they have it well covered. Um, but a lot of people underestimate the re the return component, the total return component of dividends being re reinvested over, over time in the total return of the stock market. And I think what it gets really lost is when we get down markets. Uh, our biggest clients, what's funny is, you know, they are they're good at recognizing that in their because they obviously have a lot of money. And so their portfolios uh, are kicking off tons of dividend income, but that money's getting reinvested. And they know that when the next bull market starts, they have like this supercharge out of the gate because they own so many more shares of their investments. That came from uh, Bob Pisani segment that I really enjoy. And he's one of the few commentators on there that I think is uh, more grounded in reality. But uh, he made the exact same point, you know, over uh, when markets are down and you get that compounding feature, um, it is like unloading a spring when market price, when you ultimately get that price recovery. And it's just such an important thing. And for people out there that live off of dividends, uh, it's actually a more effective strategy to reinvest the dividends on the equity side. And when we're in the midst of a market sell off, uh, you want to be selling your risk reducers in order to generate your income, not selling stock because those reinvested dividends drive almost half of your return over time, which is a crazy statistic, but it's true. All right, we got an email from a Glenn. Glenn says, I recently switched jobs and I realized I have multiple 401k accounts from prior employees over the years that need to be consolidated. When I reached out to my current employer's 401k administrator to understand the rollover process, they said I would actually need to have a paper check mailed to me uh, for each of the prior employers and arrange uh, to mail the checks to them. We were talking about four checks totaling a very substantial amount of money. They said there's no other way to process the rollovers. I can't understand why we're dealing with such an archaic process in this day and age. Should I be worried or should I just go ahead and take care of this now since I don't seem to have much say in the process? So what Glenn is talking about is that – so first of all, Glenn, at least you're doing the right thing by consolidating your 401k accounts that are out there. And I understand that's a lot of people are in that situation. Um, and we are always advocates of consolidating accounts to one place. So assuming, Glenn, you're going to consolidate it to a big custodian like a Schwab or a Fidelity um, – yeah, believe it or not, in a 401k, in most 401ks that exist out there, um, they don't do a uh, an ace or custodial to custodial transfer, meaning just wire the money from one custodian to another like you would if you were going to move from, let's say, Edward Jones to Merrill Lynch. The, all that money would go electronically, and they're not sending an actual check. But in the 401k world, unfortunately, that's what most 401k providers do. They say, we have to sell everything in your 401k and then mail a check to the custodian where you want that rollover to go. Um, so, Glenn, the one thing I'll tell you, and, and this might make you feel a little bit better, is that the, you know they're going to put on the, the check, it's going to say, you know, FBO, for the benefit of Glenn, whatever your last name is, and it should have the... Um, you know, the custodian's name on there, and it should have your custodian account no number on there. So the only place that money could go is in your IRA at the custodian where you're moving the money to. So if somebody got a hold of that check, there's nothing they could do with it because it's it's to you and it's to your specific account at the new custodian. But believe it or not, that is the process. And the hard part for us and the thing that's sort of frustrating is that, you know, Sometimes that rollover and the check being distributed and cut and sent and the mail time, sometimes that can be 30 or 45 days that the money is out of the market and sort of in transition. And, uh, you know, it does interrupt, one, the compounding process. There could be some huge updates in that period, uh, or there could be big dividend distributions that would be being paid that you're not invested. And so I can't, Josh and I can't figure out why the industry, you know, in 2023, why we haven't gotten to a place where, um, you know, 
that that can be done electronically. But there, some of the big, big, big plans, that's an option. Uh, but the vast majority of them still are sending a check in the mail. It's really crazy. Uh, we got an email from an Anton in Redmond. Anton says, hey, guys, thanks for doing the show. I learn something almost every week. Uh, that makes one of us. Uh, my question is about my 401k, another 401k. My company offers both a traditional option and Roth option. How do I know which I should be contributing to? This is more of an art than a science. Uh, some balance of the two is probably most advisable in a lot of circumstances. There's so many factors that go into this uh, income, the location of your saving, pre-existing savings. Um, one of the new changes as part of the suit. Secure Act 2.0 that was slid into that omnibus spending bill at the end of 2022 was uh, now your employer match contributions can actually go into the Roth side. So uh, there's just so many factors into this. But I mean, I would say, though, if you're most people should be at this point contributing to the Roth and yes, you have a big tax problem. I mean, I would certainly want to have the balance of the contributions go into the Roth. But depending on your income, uh, you know, especially those higher and income, age. and yeah, especially those higher income individuals out there, you're gonna want to make a balance. But you know, our maybe off the shelf recommendation is two thirds to the Roth and a third towards traditional. Uh, or, but if you, Anton, let's say you're 30 years old, then, all of it then go, go to, the, to Roth. the Roth. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the younger you are, you're never gonna regret dollars in your Roth, and uh, because your income is gonna tend to rise over time, uh, maybe that balance will shift exclusively to Roth to include some more traditional contributions as you age and your income presumably is going up, but uh, there's not a perfect answer. Well, I feel like the argument the argument that was you couldn't get the match is gone now. So. Yeah, I agree there. Anyways, all right, that is our show this week. Thank you all very much for joining us. Remember, always buy low, sell high. We'll see you next week. listening to partners of Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management on the radio show Financial Focus. Remember, you can email or call with your questions anytime during the week. Visit northwestquadrantwealth.com for more information. See you next week on Financial Focus. Any opinions expressed herein are given in good faith and are subject to change without notice and are only correct at the stated date of issue. Past performance is not always indicative of future results. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Securities, financial instruments, or strategies mentioned may not be suitable for all investors. Prices, values, or income from an investment mentioned in this report may fall against the interest of the investor, and the investor may get back less than the amount invested. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and is not intended as a recommendation of particular securities, financial instruments, or strategies to you. Before acting on any recommendation on this material, you should consider whether it's suitable for your particular circumstances and, if necessary, seek professional advice.